This episode is brought to you by Smart Food. What makes Smart Food so smart? It's Air Pop popcorn, tossed in white cheddar cheese, only 70 calories per cup, a notorious black bag of popcorn deliciousness. You are what you eat. Welcome to the Smart Club. Shop now at snacks.com. On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no. She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner. Doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to WrestleWolf Brother Dudes and Dudettes. This is your Impact Wrestling review and recap. I'm your host, Dr. Damien Gibson. Let's get into it. Uh, first of all, I apologize for the delay. There's been some uh, things going on um, here that uh, have just gotten in the way of um, of the usual schedule. It'll be back on track this week. Uh, things are opening up here in Melbourne and there's a whole bunch of things going on in my personal life. All good, but uh, have just gotten in the way of being able to watch a bunch of wrestling. Um, I find as you get older and take on more responsibilities, it's a little hard to um, try and justify watching <laughs> five to six hours of wrestling each week. But anyway, uh, let's uh, let's get on with it, shall we? Um, so... Uh, yeah, AEW changing the schedule around is completely throwing me as well. But anyway, Impact uh, have um, started showing their YouTube shows for members in 1080p. Um, I did reach out to them and ask them about that. They didn't reply, but um, this week 1080p exists. So um, I'm not saying that it was because of me, um, but it was. No, I appreciate, I appreciate if uh, I assume other people had asked about this as well. Um, people spend a lot of money on 4K TVs and stuff, and to be able to to only be able to watch stuff in 720p. I know that sounds like nitpicking, but it's weird when people when companies do that that they film things in 1080p, but then don't stream them in 1080p. I don't know whether it costs more to to put stuff out that way, but anyway. Uh, so we've got another triple threat uh, X division qualifying match. Um, We've got Phantasmo versus uh, Rojit Raju and Willie Mack. I was pretty sure that Willie Mack was going to get the win here. Um, he didn't. Phantasmo has won and, and will be in the three-way final for the X Division. Um, uh, well, I think, is this the number one? No, it's for the belt. It's for the vacant belt because Josh Alexander vacated the belt. Uh, Phantasmo has got a great blend of flippy dude stuff and, uh, old school eighties heel moves like back rakes and eye pokes. You don't see enough of that. I just, I think the attitude era has got a lot to answer for ECW and, and the attitude era. <laughs> um, 
in the sense of like uh because the attitude era became so story driven and uh stone cold and to a lesser extent the rock were heels that got over mammothly wwe in particular have really not been um they it just feels like they chase their own tails a lot on how to tell a story when i think the the um the foundations of how to tell a good wrestling story are the same now as they were 40 50 years ago um and and using little things like phantasmo does like back breaks i mean there's I don't see what the difference is between someone backraking someone and someone doing a suicide dive onto six people who just happen to be standing there waiting for a wrestler to jump over the ropes. Like, if if a new generation can suspend their disbelief for the amount of rope work that happens in, in matches, there's no reason why someone poking someone else in the eye isn't a, you know, isn't a legitimate storytelling technique. Um, I'm really happy, really happy that Phantasmo got the win here. Um, even though it's kind of Bullet Club light and Bullet Club are kind of going through a rebuilding period in Japan at the moment anyway. Um, like I know Kent is in Bullet Club and there's some decent names in there, but, um, I think this little mini, uh, USA Bullet Club is cool, especially for Impact, um, and the only way to really build up the name is to put those performers in, in big matches. So um, so that was good. Savannah Evans versus Lady Frost was, mat, uh, was next. Um, this match was a little clunky to start with and sort of continued to be a bit slow. I think most of the blame for this falls on, on Evans. It's not... I mean, she's super green. I think I've only seen her wrestle in two matches so far, and I don't know how much experience she's had prior to Impact, but it just shows that she's still a little tentative in ring. Uh, even though Evans got the win here to build her up as a bruiser, I think Frost, I think Lady Frost is is the pick um, out of the two if we're looking to, to future stars. Uh, Deanna Perazzo comes to the ring now. Perazzo still has problems with promos. Like, she sounds really nervous uh, to the point where her voice starts shaking at times. Um, And not that I'd like to agree with WWE, but if that was something that was happening in NXT, and I don't see any reason why it wouldn't have been if it's happening on Impact, I could see 100% why you would cut her. Um, It's really important. I mean, especially in 2021, being able to be good on the stick, as they say, um, is crucial. Like, and you either need to get a manager, um, and let your in in ring work do the talking. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I think that's the option. Aiden English, I think might be her real life boyfriend. And, uh, I know that's not what he's called in, in impact. It just, it takes me a while to transition to new names. Um, and he keeps coming out to the ring with her, but then she cuts her own promo. And I understand not wanting to have, um, you know, a man do the talking for a woman and blah, 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 blah. Um, uh, I didn't mean to be dismissive with that, but you know, like you don't want it to look like a, oh, I'm the boyfriend. I'll do the talking here, even though she's the champion. But if she's at the point where she's cutting promos and sounds like this, like it's, um, 
you just can't it just it for me as a viewer it completely takes me out of any promo that she's doing um if she has to be angry and yell and scream in a promo to get up for it then that's what she needs to do all the time um because you can't have your champion of of any division cutting promos where they sound like this it it just doesn't especially if they're a heel I mean, it doesn't instill any fear at all, right? It's just like, it just sounds like someone's having a nervous breakdown in the ring. We cut backstage, Gail Kim's being interviewed, um, and uh, she's talking about the uh, knockouts, knockdown pay-per-view that happened on the weekend, which I didn't get a chance to watch, so I didn't review that one. Um, but the big news out of that is that the uh, inspiration, formerly known as the Iconics, God, it gets confusing, doesn't it? Um, the Australian tag team. Now, they were Peyton Royce and Billy Kay in um, WWE. I can't remember their proper names. Once they start appearing on Impact, it'll come to me. So for the time being, if I call them the Iconics or Peyton or whatever, then... I apologize, but that's where we're at, okay? Um, <clears throat> so, a courier, so the decay appear. The, this kind of, um, I don't know, randomness is something I really enjoy with Impact. Gal Kim's being interviewed. She gets interrupted by decay who are like, oh, I can't believe that you put, uh, you know, these weak little Australians, the inspiration into a tag team with us, the decay. We're going to murder them. And, uh, a courier arrives just in the middle of the interview uh, and has a fax, <laughs> I think. Uh, and it's from Sydney, Australia. Uh, and it gets handed over and it's a letter from the inspiration, basically saying how happy they are to be coming to Impact, how honoured everyone should be for them to be there, especially Decay. Um, and I just love the little bit at the, at the end where it says... Um, uh, if you've gotten to the end of this and haven't read it in an Australian accent, please go back to the beginning and start again. <laughs> this is great stuff already. Uh, and they're not even on screen yet. So I can't wait to see the inspiration on Impact. It's such a, it's such a big get for them. It's great. Uh, Rich Swan versus VSK. Uh, Rich Swan gets the win in a pretty uneventful match, but good quality. Uh, almost the quintessential impact match where just good, solid wrestling um, storytelling is good and solid. We move on to the next bit. Uh, Swingers Palace closes for good. There was some legitimate... Um, I mean, I know they were playing this for laughs, but there was some legitimate moments. They kind of had like a flashback montage uh, montage showing the last year. I mean, essentially, impact have bunkered down the one place uh, during the pandemic and Swingers Palace has kind of been a, um, you know, a go-to for that. I assume that they did a lot of filming in there just sort of like, well, we've got four minutes to fill here. So let's do something in Swingers Palace. There's been this ongoing joke that Kiss, uh, Chris Sabian loves Swingers Palace. And so he has like a flashback as they're, as after they've packed everything up because he's, um, catchphrase was like, i love this place so chris sabian's very upset that uh, um that swingers palace has gone for good um some some cute little moments here with a couple of the swingers palace girls it's finally telling wrestlers that they're into them and good stuff 
then it cut to uh, Heath, who finally signs his Impact contract uh, in the Impact boardroom, which seems to be a new place where things are happening all the time. Uh, and uh, yeah, Scott Demore hands over the contract. Heath signs it. Uh, and he says, look, I'll sign this. I, I'm so happy to be signing with Impact, but I will only sign it if you set up a tag match at Bound for Glory where I tag with Rhino against Violent by Design. Scott Demore quite rightly points out, hey, man, we don't know where Rhino sits with any of this. Are you? Do you even know if he wants to tag with you? Rhino's, uh, he's like, well, just make the match and I'll worry about Rhino. So uh, next up, we've got a great match between Chris Bay and Chris Sabian. Uh, the commentary boys talk about how much Chris Bay's like that he sold like a bazillion t-shirts since he's joined the bullet club um which is interesting sabian gets the win here it's a really good match uh the good brothers have sent in another vhs tape i don't know what they're filming are, are they trying to make their promos look like old nwo promos but not as good i don't quite understand like I don't get, I don't get it. I don't get the quote. Like it really takes me out of the show when all of a sudden the Good Brothers have sent in, you know, because they're on the road with AEW. So the storyline is that they're on holiday, but it doesn't really explain why all of a sudden the camera and your phones are terrible. Um, and it's a choice because they do other things where the film quality is great or you know digital film quality is great anyway they say that they want to see a fin juice versus bullet club number one contender match and they want an answer about that by the end of the night uh or they're going to have to leave their holiday and and come back there which means that they'll be back on impact next week because they didn't get an answer uh then we got a battle royal there's some some really fun spots in here i really wish impact wouldn't continue with the brian myers versus matt cordona thing uh, I know the argument could be mates like, dude, it's kayfabe. In kayfabe, they don't like each other. In real life, they're best mates. But when you go on social media and you see Brian Myers and Matt Cordona doing nothing but, uh, you know, selling their own podcasts and, and like they, the two of them run a business together. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that they're best friends. Uh, I don't, unless unless you're going to go full kayfabe with the angle, and that means across social media, not doing the podcast together, like, you know, it just feels half-assed. Um, so just don't mention it. Just don't don't have them feud against each other. Brian Myers has got his own feuds going on. Matt Cordona, they're not really doing anything with at the moment, but just don't mention it uh, unless it is going to be a story. And then if it is a story, then both of the guys need to commit to it. Otherwise, this comes across as a bit half-assed and, and pointless. Um, I'm also not sure how I feel about mixed matches. I know Impact are kind of pioneers here in having the men and, and women in the same match. Now, I don't, uh, I don't want people to get this twisted. It's not that I, um, I don't particularly have a problem with men and women wrestling each other, but I don't know what this particular kind of match does for the women's division. You got it feels a bit token. You've got 20 people in this match. I think there were four women. Two of them were eliminated almost immediately. Two stayed on until like the last eight and then were eliminated. Um, I, I Look, I don't know if it's the best look to see men throwing women around either. I understand the counter argument of that would be like, well, you know, I mean, we're trying to push it so there, are, there aren't men and 
you know, male and female divisions. And that's a really admirable thing. And I think, great. But if you are going to do that, you need to have, like, if you're going to have women in this match, why not have a woman in the Chris Sabian spot here? You know, like I know Chris Sabian's a, a, a good hand and, and someone that you can trust to basically be the ring general in a match like this. But just putting four women in a mixed match and having them all thrown out does nothing for anyone. I don't think it I don't think it pushes the cause of female wrestling. Um and it just makes it look like, yeah, well of course men would dominate because they're stronger. You know, like it just it yeah. I mean it's a I feel like maybe I'm making a mountain out of a molehill here and over time that will just happen. But, um, yeah, I just, don't, I just don't know how I feel about it. Anyway, the final three in this match were Chris Sabian, W. Morrissey, and Moose. Sabian eliminates Moose uh, and then he almost has Morrissey out of the ring. Moose comes and pushes Morrissey back in. Morrissey gets the, the comeback here and then basically just throws Chris Sabian out with one hand. <laughs> Uh, so we've got Morrissey is now, he will enter the Call Your Shot gauntlet match at number 20. The Call Your Shot gauntlet match is essentially like a Royal Rumble with a money in the bank uh, with Christian and Josh Alexander. Uh, Christian's talking about how much he respects Josh Alexander. Uh, Josh Matthews shows a clip from an AEW fan fest where someone says they um, want to see him wrestle Josh Alexander. This is from a few months ago. Uh, and Christian says he doesn't know who Alexander is. Uh, this leads to Josh Alexander walking out of the interview and saying, look, you know, you either lied then or you're lying now. Uh, you don't know who I am. Well, you do respect me. It doesn't matter. I'm going to show, I'm going to teach you to respect me at Bound for Glory uh, at the pay-per-view, which is coming up in nine days. Uh, and then Christian says, well, I keep telling you guys that he can't keep his emotions in check. And then that's the end of the episode. Good episode. Uh, I've got to apologize for the drilling here in the background. Wouldn't be a WrestleWolf episode without some person making as much noise as possible. Um, anyway, uh, I'm going to leave it there because of the undue noise. Um, just want to thank you guys for getting on board so much with the uh, smaller formats. Had quite a bit of feedback uh, saying that they that you guys are enjoying that, so that's great. Uh, if you want to help us out, you can um, follow us on Twitter. We're WrestleWolfPod. Uh, on Instagram, we're WrestleWolfPod on that as well. I will try and get a bit better with updating Instagram. There's just so many social media platforms, it's hard to get around to all of them. Uh, WrestleWolfPodcast on Facebook. You can email us at WrestleWolfPodcast at Gmail. Um, rate and review us uh, give us five stars that helps us to get us out to, to more people uh, the AW episodes will hopefully be out in the next 24 hours um, and then we've got a big week of wrestling coming up we've got Bound for Glory um, you know, more AW stuff um, I, I know Crown Jewel's coming up I don't I just don't like the idea of doing a review of that and giving it any more oxygen than it's already going to get but anyway guys i can barely speak over the top of this neighbor of mine who has no respect for anybody else so on that note guys i'm going to leave it there uh until next time may your wrestling be good wrestling and good night